Alright, how we doing everybody? I'm your host Will Reddington and welcome to another episode of Red Talk. Our show is brought to you by Vegas Live 365. If you are looking for a way to bet on sports from the comfort of your own home, if you're tired of driving across the bridge, Vegas 365 is your spot. Message me, Will Reddington 4 on Twitter if you want to get set up, whether you bet $5 or $5,000 every single week. Vegas 365 has you covered. Our show is also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy Sports. Use promo code RED with two Ds for a $20 deposit bonus on any deposit, $20 or more. Thrive has awesome NFL contests rolling each weekend. You could win up to $10,000. And of course, we are also brought to you by O'Shea's Irish Pub. O'Shea's Irish Pub, as concerts and events start to return to the KFC Yum Center, there's no spot more equipped to give you the best pregame or the best postgame you could ever ask for than O'Shea's Irish Pub, downtown 123 Main Street. Very easy to remember. All right, let's get it going. All right, Red Talk, we are back. I'm your host, Will Reddington, and here we have Dustin Fowler on for our yearly Masters segment. Golf season is in the air. College basketball is over. But before we jump in to the tournament at Augusta, we we should probably talk about what happened in New Orleans over the weekend. Austin and I correctly predicted the Kansas-North Carolina matchup. I think he went with Carolina plus four, and I did Kansas win margin one to ten. So we got hot right when the year ended. Best time. And, uh, yeah, Kansas cuts down the nets, down 15 at halftime. It felt very over. I was pulling out all the stops. I even did a tweet about how Kansas didn't belong there, uh, and that that totally worked, So um, as it always does. Anytime you compromise your integrity, the team usually comes back. Dustin, your thoughts on the national champion Kansas Jayhawks? Uh, I thought it was a heck of a comeback. Um, I know a lot of people are saying the injuries for the, uh, the last three teams they played obviously had an impact on it, but – I mean, I just feel like Bill Self's halftime adjustments and throughout the entire tournament were just, uh, they were just special. And it uh, it led to the Jayhawks cutting the nets. Yeah, and that, that quote he had when they asked him, what'd you tell him at halftime? And he said, would you rather be down 15 with 20 to go or nine with two minutes to go? Like the 2008 Mario Chalmers versus Derrick Rose comeback. That's a great perspective from somebody that's been there before. And I mean, you'd absolutely rather be down 15 with 20 minutes to go. And they cut that. I mean, it felt like a, it might have been like real stat, like 14 minutes left in the second half and they had a one point lead. Yeah, I think it was even like right under the first media timeout. It was within one possession. Yeah, for sure. And they they did it without shooting the three ball well at all. I mean, Agbaji hits that first three to start the game, and then they have him clamp from behind the arc, and he went six of seven in the final four matchup against Villanova. That's their best scorer, best shooter. And he only makes one three the entire game. And Remy Martin, with the the ugliest shot in college basketball, finally finds it at the biggest moment. And it was just weird how they did it without threes. They seemed to uh, accumulate four or five and ones at the rim. But uh, McCormick just dominated. And Carolina definitely ran out of gas. It, it hurts you when you only play five guys. And that Puff Johnson dude, I mean, he averages 11 minutes a game. They got him in there. He, he's given them 10 points out of nowhere. I think he averaged one point on the season. That's just 
just not enough depth to get you there. Yeah, he played out of his mind right before he uh, got winded and puked on the court. But <laughs> yeah, well, eleven minutes a game, you know, you yeah, go from eleven to thirty. To yeah, I'd be throwing up on the court. I, I can't really blame him. But yeah, I mean, uh, Manic, Caleb Love, R.J. Davis, all those guys were awesome. It's it's crazy if you would have told us a month and a half ago. Yeah, Carolina, Kansas, all time classic national championship this year definitely sounds like more of a quote out of two thousand six. But I uh, I really enjoyed it. It was super exciting. I can't believe DeWan Harris. Stepped out of bounds. I thought for sure when he did that, like, oh, here comes Carmo. We might get some overtime here. But uh, they, they fended him off. They won the championship. And now all they have to do is uh, fight a ton of level one NCAA allegations. <laughs> yeah, they did. Speaking of DeWan Harris, I thought that, that uh, six minutes to start the second half, I mean, he basically just flipped the entire game with his defense. I mean, and then they sub him out and bring in Remy Martin whenever they cut it close and he just the offensive spark they needed Braun just using his size thought it was just awesome adjustments by Bill Self in that whole second half really I completely agree and both teams had a guy like that like you look at Dewan Harris for Kansas he's almost never going to score he's rarely going to shoot but his he's designed to take the best guard out of the game Caleb Love really struggled all night and then you have Leaky Black for North Carolina who is literally allergic to the ball on offense like he, he will not touch it he will not shoot he hates the ball but he's on Agbaji the whole game he gets his fourth foul and that becomes a huge problem Agbaji starts attacking he starts getting to the rim he goes to the free throw line I think he ended up missing six free throws or something in the game that could have made it a lot easier for Kansas but that's uh, clearly a key component to getting there is having a guy that doesn't want to score and just wants to stop yeah for sure even in the NBA playoffs coming up we're going to see we're going to see that a lot even more more at a higher level their their defensive stoppers in the playoffs when the when the game slows down it's just huge at that level of basketball for sure it absolutely is, and that's just a great p- person to like ignore their point total. Oh, you're oh five and a half points. That's not that much. Forty eight minutes. Maybe I'll take the over. Don't do it. Those guys don't want the ball. So just uh, just ignore those <laughs> offensive props. But yeah, Kansas cuts the nets down uh, next year. Louisville has Kenny Payne, so I would assume college basketball is going to be pretty boring for everybody since Louisville will probably win most of the games. We can we could jump into the Masters now. How's that sound? Sounds like a plan. Let's do it. All right. Well, uh, I, I want to do a little draft with you like Austin and I did for the college basketball tournament. We, we basically got into back and forth. Who do you think is going to win it all? Each pick in can't pick the same teams. But before we do, the Masters storylines, it, it's basically completely revolved around the one, the only Tiger Woods, who it is an absolute miracle. He's out there doing literally anything, but apparently he's playing awesome practice rounds and he's going to give it a go. It's really taken the spotlight away from the world's new number one, Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy going for the Grand Slam. There's so many things that we would have only heard about all week, and now it's kind of turned into just about tiger what do you expect from him here he's an interesting one it seems like we every year on this we're like is tiger playing is tiger i know for sure two years ago or whatever it was we had the whole the whole podcast talking about was he gonna play how's he gonna do and he obviously ended up winning it that year but i i think his golf game is good enough right now um from all the reports i've heard and obviously it's tiger he knows his place like the back of his hand but it's just a matter of if if he's going to hold up over four days. I mean, I, there's no question that his golf game is going to be there, but it's just uh, that fatigue. I mean, I could see him not being able to play on the weekend. Even if he makes the cut, it's just how that leg's going to hold up because that course is a lot, a lot more undulated than people uh, give it credit for. Right. And when he plays in that event with his son, 
they're allowed to ride the golf carts. It's completely different. And now he's going to have to walk and, and be present this whole way. I mean, I, I was looking at the, the props revolving around Tiger, and he, he still gets that bump, which is, is crazy, and it's also fair. Like I, I think Fandle had Tiger Woods to make the cut at plus 108. And you and I talked a little bit about the guys that make the cut. You said a 91 golfers and 50th and tied for 50 uh, gets in, makes the cut. And, and Tiger at plus 108, I mean, wh- what kind of miserable person do you have to be to be like, no, Tiger Woods won't make the cut. That's what I'm cheering for. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. This tournament more than any, I mean, you got 91 players, but you have probably, what, 15 to 17 that just have no prayer. The Sandy Laos, the former winners, VJ Singh. Um, the amateurs usually not going to take us, I mean, very rarely take a spot in the cut. So, I mean, it's usually going to be, I mean, it's just basically a 75 person field that, and he's got to just come to the top 50. So you, you got to think if his golf game is at all, he can make that cut at that number. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I definitely won't be one of those people cheering for Tiger Woods to not make the cut, but he's also like four and a half to one, the top 10. And and, and that's crazy. I mean, that's you're getting a, a worse number on him than you are with a lot of guys that have played golf every single weekend for the last year and at, at times have played really well. So it, it's very intriguing. I mean, I, I saw his practice rounds. It looks like they're really playing the tournament right now. I saw the picture they put on Instagram, PGA Tour today of his, like shot at 18 at the practice round. I was like, oh my God, am I missing it? Does it start on Wednesdays? Am I lost? And uh, no, he was uh, just uh, in a practice round and everybody in America was seemingly there watching him. But we're going to have Tiger out there. I forget what group he's in for day one. Do, do you remember? Uh, he's with early. They did him some favors. I think he's like 1030 with Joaquin Neiman and maybe Mark Leishman, I think. I think it might be Oosthuizen. Or Oosthuizen and Neiman. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and I think that's uh, I think that's ten thirty because those primetime groups are going off one one thirty. Seemed like they all did them late, yeah, except for yeah. like maybe like a Fleetwood group early, but yeah, all the good players are pretty much late. And uh, what like the for the broadcast before we jump into this, the the golf broadcasting as well as hockey, ESPN Plus is kind of taken over in a lot of ways like like hockey for example. If you like watching hockey, you can watch every hockey game. All year, if you want, as long as it's not on TNT or NHL Network with ESPN Plus. It's really cool. I mean, it's $5 a month. You get all the college baseball, and then randomly this year, they throw hockey in there. And throughout the golf season, basically Thursday, Friday, even Saturdays and Sundays, a lot of the times in the morning, you can watch either the main feed or a featured group on ESPN Plus. Do you know anything about the way this broadcasting is going to be done? Uh, Well, they have. The Masters usually does. They'll have featured groups in the morning. Um, the, and then they'll have feature groups, Amen Corner, um, and like holes 12 and 13 or something, something like that, um, or 15, 16, something like that, where they'll have just different broadcasts, two groups, feature groups. They'll have um, the 15, 16, and then I think Amen Corner. But like you said, that ESPN Plus for the weekly tournaments where they start the main feed at 7.30 in the morning, yeah, it's all it's what golf needed for sure because uh, – I mean, a lot of those bigger tournaments you couldn't even watch until 3 p.m. on CBS. Like, I mean, obviously, with the exception of the Masters um, and the Majors, but like most tournaments 10 years ago, I mean, you couldn't, you would pick up the telecast after they've already teed off. And it was just, it was something that needed to happen for sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's so stupid. I mean, it, people tune in every single week, regardless of, of who's in the mix at the end. And it, especially during this time of year where college basketball ends. I mean, there's no NFL. Like, What else are we going to watch on Saturdays and Sundays in the in the afternoon or even early morning? So it, it, it's great that they've done that. And I, I know it's usually a little Thursday, Friday, ESPN, and then CBS mixed in there on Saturday and Sunday. But I, th- I think we're ready. We can get it going. We'll do uh, a little draft back and forth. Uh, just try to include the odds on who you think is going to win. And and we'll give our best picks at an outright winner. Golf outright winners are damn near impossible. I think I have five in my lifetime. One day, uh, if I ever win big on FanDuel, I will uh, memorialize all these people on my wall. The, the Cameron Champs, the Sergio Garcias of the world. And uh, Keegan Bradley, can't forget. But let's uh, try to find another one for the Masters. Who? I'll let you go first. Not a snake draft, just back and forth. Who are you going with first, most likely to win? So my number one player this week is uh, Justin Thomas. I think his latest odds are, what, 12-1? to 1? So he's first in strokes gained overall the last 24 rounds. He's hitting the ball awesome. He's actually starting to putt it well. He putted it bad for a year. He's in great recent form, three top tens in his last four. Um, and his, with the exception was whenever he got the screwy draw at the TPC, like like uh, half the field did. So, And he came in, what, fourth and 24th here the last two years. And I think the biggest reason I'm doing it is many people just don't give it cre- enough credit, but Bones being on the bag is huge at the Masters. I mean, he knows that place probably better than anyone in the field besides Tiger, honestly. Um, he's... I mean, what did he have? Uh, I think he had three wins here with Phil and maybe maybe even two more Bubba, something. I, know, I mean, he's had several wins here on the bag. So I think just him being there with Justin Thomas, who already knows the course and are, is already playing great golf, is just a, a duo that's going to be too tough this week, I think. Yeah, and he's so due to win, and we know about his relationship with Tiger. We've seen him walking up and down the course even earlier this week with with Tiger Woods, and he has to be feeling good, feeling confident. I I was going to take JT first as well, so you're already in my head as we start doing this. So I don't hate it. The St. X guy, I think the entire city of Louisville would like to see him win the green jacket. Uh, My first pick, I'm going to go with Colin Morikawa. I was surprised to see him as far down this list as he is. It's still only 22 to one. It's gone from 24 to one to 22 to one. But when when you look at a guy like this, I mean, he's competed in eight majors. He's won two of them. He he seems to just always be in the mix when he's on. And he he does have that Brooks Kepka sort of vibe to him where he's like, okay, this is a big tournament. I'm going to come to play. And like, when I look at who he's matched up against in this tournament, I mean, got more cow with plus 114 to beat Rory in the whole tournament and I I, I don't know I mean that that's one of my favorite bets I've ever seen so I'm sure it'll lose but like a Colin 22 to 1 I just am shocked that he's not up there at least matching Scotty Scheffler uh, I, I was really surprised I mean I know we know we've talked over and over again about the kind of game Cameron Smith has like I, I I love him I'll be cheering for him this weekend big fan of his but for him to be 15 to 1 and Colin to be 20 two to one i just don't think it makes sense yep that's a good point and his, his iron it's a second shot course and more was got to be in the top two or three when you talk about best iron games on tour so definitely don't mind that pick uh for my second one i'll go brooks kepka mm. um this, i mean this is no secret here it's a major he's uh i mean just insane set 70 shots better than dustin johnson who's second in the field in majors since 2016. I mean, that's just hard to wrap your head around. Um, he's actually playing decent golf this year, too. 
Um, last year he was obviously off that injury, so um, this year in a much better spot coming in, um, and we know how much he likes these majors. So I'll go Brooks Kepka. I think eighteen to one for my second. I had that exact pick and that exact stat typed out of my notes. Here. <laughs> I'm, we're we're hitting on all cylinders here. It is an astounding stat, and yeah, he has been playing better of late. We saw him in that uh, the the Dell Technology that March Madness style tournament. He lost to Dustin Johnson by two strokes, but was right there until the bitter end. So that's like an elite eight finish for Brooks there. But he definitely seems to be healthy, and you just can't ignore how he always rises to the occasion in spots like this. And and here we go again. Brooks Kepka, I, I don't hate it. That was my second one. So now I'm completely flustered. You're going to start hearing me drop some 80 to ones very soon. But until I do that, I have Xander Schauffele, 24 to one, uh, fell apart last year towards the very end against Kadecki. I think he had like one really bad hole. Hasn't been heard from a ton since he won the Olympics. I, I just look at him and I'm thinking, okay, he, he plays well at the Masters and he's, he's right there with a lot of guys that either do or don't historically. And it just feels like it's a about time we heard from Xander. I, I know last year was a better year than this year has been for him, but so close last year, 24 to one. I'll take Xander Schauffele with my second pick. I like it. I like it. I'll go down the board a little bit. I'll get a little higher odd here. Let's go um, Tyrell Hatton for my third pick at 55 to one. Um, it's a little off the board, obviously off the radar here, but I'm worried about this weather coming in on Friday and Saturday. And when I think about Tyrell Hatton, he grew up in it. All these Europeans, uh, it's going to be a trend here. Um, know that weather well, play good in that weather. So I think, I mean, a short game is awesome. We know he's a, I mean, we know he's a competitive guy. He's obviously almost too competitive with uh, his anger. But we know he's competitive, and I just like him in this weather. Uh, decent form, too, coming in. So I'll take Tyrell Hatton here. Yeah, Tyrell Hatton. Uh, former One Direction member, Niall Horan, Niall Horan, however you pronounce that, slow hands, awesome pop star. He is really into golf, and him and Tyrell Hatton are like best friends, and Niall runs a like golf agency or something where Tyrell Hatton is like his main guy. So, it, you know, Tyrell probably bumps in One Direction. He's probably ready to go. Did you know that? Did you know that stat? That, I was unaware of that. I was yeah. unaware of that. I don't know if that changes anything for you, but that's a, that's a real thing. Best friends with the former One Direction member, probably the, out of five. Niles, probably second or third best right there. Some would argue one. Uh, yeah, nice pick, though. Uh, I'll go down the board, too. Billy Horschel, 80 to 1. Uh, this one stood out to me. Uh, I, he's a 13th best golfer in the world, at least according to the world rankings, and he's 80 to one. They have him in, in a group for the first day with like two absolute superstars. I need to go look and see who it is. But like, I, I feel like Billy Horschel, like anytime he's on, he's right near the top. And I, I feel like he should be more in that Tyrell Hatton range, right? It, it should be 50, 55 to one. And instead it's, 80, which a lot of books, like, unless you're on FanDuel or DraftKings, it won't even let you take anybody that far down the line. And, and for 80 to 1, 13th best in the world, the Florida Gator. And so I know you like him. I like I him. do love him. I love him this week. That's actually probably my favorite bet of the tournament is him top 20 this week. I mean, he's playing the best golf of his career, really. What kind of odds are you getting on that? Plus 200. So 2 to 1 for him to come in the top 20. And he's he's coming in group one. He is paired with Dustin Johnson and Colin Morikawa. And a lot of times you see that go 
uh, either one of two ways. Like they guys fold because the guys they're playing with have this kind of aura around them where they feel like they don't belong, or they they rise to the occasion. They, they play as well or play even better than these guys. And I actually like that start for Billy. Uh, major. I mean, it'll be one thirty. America will be watching. He's plus two thirty to win that group just for tomorrow. Obviously, I love Colin. DJ, he played a lot of golf. I mean, people, I don't think, realize what that Dell Technologies event can do to your body playing back-to-back 36 whole days on Saturdays and Sundays. Like, it's not a bachelor party. It's a, it's an event. It's an event for a lot of money. And I, I felt like he really, it, it, the wear and tear, like the the bronze medal game that he had against Corey Connors, uh, he, he didn't look good there. And then to get there against Scotty, he fought back a little bit towards the end. And I mean, it's still quite an accomplishment to, to final four there, but at the same time, like I, Billy Horschel, I, I don't feel like you're losing too much with him, and I feel like he's very disrespected. I agree. I love that play. Um, let's see. So for my fourth, I'll stick with the European narrative here. I'll go Mark Leishman at uh, fifty-five to one. So when you look at him, his last two ma- uh, Masters, he's fifth and thirteenth. So I mean, he knows the course. Um, another guy that plays excellent in bad weather. I mean, that's pretty much what he's known for. We've seen him do it. And, what was that, St. Andrews, where he made the play? I mean, he's just time after time, if the weather's bad or if the course is playing tough, it's Mark Leishman near the top. And then you look at his overall Masters career and his whole life, he's got three top tens and two top fives. So we know he can be right at the top. Um, so I'll give it a try with Mark Leishman at 55-1 to 1 for my fourth pick. He's been super popular. I've been reading articles all week, and people have talked about the success he has here, how the weather can play in his favor. So I do not hate that one as well. In his three-ball group, he's he's plus 165 against a couple guys that are not too high on the odds boards. So it's something to look out for. Uh, my fourth pick, I'm going to go with Jordan Spieth, right? I mean, maybe the most accomplished Masters player outside of maybe Tiger Woods here in terms of where he finishes every year. He loves the course. And he played the event last week, uh, Valero Texas Open. That's what it was, right? Yep. And I believe he won that either the year before or two years before. Is that correct? Yeah, yep. I think he won it uh, last year, right? Because he was coming into the Masters. I, I was, I knew it was yeah, last year, the year hot, before. Off yeah. a win, playing well, and his score last week did not reflect how well he actually played. That that Twitter clip circulated of him missing like three putts from five feet in a row. And if he's able to shake that off, if he's able to putt better, like those odds are not an accident. Jordan's coming in seventeen to one, and while it hasn't been perfect for Jordan Spieth, if he's ever gonna find if he's ever going to play well, it, it does seem to be here. And I do think this is you're closer to the old Jordan Spieth now in 2022 than you were maybe the last few years. Is he going to find it again? Is he ever going to be back to who he is? And it, it feels like he's getting there. So I'll take Jordan Spieth for it. I like that. I like that a lot. So uh, for my last pick, I'll go back down near the top. I'll go with Patrick Cantlay at 25 to 1. Uh, when you talk about Cantlay, I mean, at the beginning of the year, you would have thought he would have been the favorite in this tournament. Yeah. Now he's, what, 10th, 12th favorite? Um, I mean, I know his recent form is bad. There, I mean, the last time he played, he was spraying it literally all over the golf course. I get it. But, I mean, it's a guy we saw. I think he was winning whenever Tiger won here. He was leading on Sunday at some point in that round. I mean, we know he can play the golf course. We know when he gets hot, he's as good as any player in the world. So I, just a month ago, I was thinking he's going to be 
the favorite for the Masters, and he just hasn't played well. But I think he can. Uh, I think he can find it. He's just got to fix that that driver. Was he was just hitting the driver awful. But um, fortunately, here the driver can't get you in too much trouble. The rough isn't too thick. Um, so if you can keep that driver just somewhat on play, you'll at least have a chance for that second shot into these greens. So I'll go uh, Patrick Cantley. Yeah, you know, Cantley, what was it? Super Bowl Sunday, right? The Waste Management Open. He loses in that playoff to Scotty Scheffler, and it's it's awesome. It's actually too awesome. It literally bleeds into the Super Bowl. We got three TVs. Austin wants the Super Bowl on all three TVs, and I'm making him keep it on the Waste Management Open to watch his playoff. And so, was, in a way, it was literally too good. But, yeah, I mean, when you leave there, you're expecting Cantlay to be right up there with Rom, and, and it has kind of taken a turn. But at the same time, I mean, this is a guy over the last two years who's found himself 1-2 uh, in those FedEx Cup rankings constantly. So I, I, I don't hate it. Man, I feel like I should take my guy Cameron Smith here, but he just sprays the driver everywhere on this course. I do not like his odds. I wish he was closer to 25. I'll go with my guy Max Homa, 80 to 1. Why not? Put it on the board. I I need Max Homa to to do well this weekend. He has promised on Twitter that he's going to make the cut that is not exactly win the tournament, but never made the cut here before. Wait, did he do good last year? Did he make the cut? I don't think so. I don't think I don't he did. Think, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I think I'm wrong. Yeah, because that, that's probably why he's making such a big deal out of it. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's never made the cut here before, but he did almost hole out today. Uh, the the clip was on Twitter, the ball going in and out. So maybe he's locked in. Max Homa, 80-1. to 1. He's won some golf tournaments before. He's clearly very focused and invested on playing well this weekend. He's down the board. Uh, another one that I, I want to throw out there, uh, Gary Woodland, 100-1. to He's got three top tens in his last five starts. He's been terrible here in his career. But I, I do think that like, something eventually has to give. Like I feel like there's been guys in the past that don't play well here, and then one year they they find it and they play well. And he's way down the board at 100-1. to I, I do like his uh, him to make the cut as well. I think you're getting plus money on that. So uh, Gary Woodland, somebody else to look out for. Uh, I think those are the only guys I wanted to mention in terms of winning. I like it. I'll throw one like complete long shot. I couldn't draft him just because it would have been too crazy. But yeah. I'll go the hometown guy, Luke List. He's 150 to 1 um, from Augusta, Georgia. He actually, he uh, in college in Vanderbilt in 2005, he actually came in 33rd in this tournament. I mean, he didn't wow. turn pro till 2007, and he has done absolutely nothing since then. Um, I mean, but he, at the beginning of the year, he had some good form. He won at the Farmers, I believe. So uh, I think I'll, I'll give a little uh, sprinkle on the 150-1 to 1 on Luke List, the hometown guy. The hometown hero. Okay. That's a interesting. It, it could be good for some DFS lineups, at least like if he does bad. You could tell yourself, oh, it was his hometown. I had nine different reasons of why I put him in here. And he's probably not going to be used by, by many people. So I don't hate it. Matchup-wise, I already kind of showed my hand a little bit. Uh, Morikawa over Rory, plus 104, plus 114. I've seen both. Shocked that he's an underdog in that sense. Uh, th- that's my favorite one of the weekend. Do you have any pushback on that? And what is your favorite? I do not. My favorite, um, probably Cam Smith at plus 100 over Scotty Scheffler. Now, I know Scotty Scheffler, uh, number one in the world on fire. We all know this. But when I, whenever I can get a player that plays not only Augusta good, he plays bad weather good. We saw that at TPC Sawgrass when he won. Puts the eyes out of the ball and 
being number one in the world is just different. I don't think Scotty Scheffler's used to that. When you go into the Masters now, granted, we talked about it earlier, Tiger is kind of uh, lightening that load on him, but Scotty Scheffler coming number one in the world, coming into the Masters, I think that can uh, that can wear on him a little bit. So I'll take a chance with Cam Smith at a plus number against Scotty. It, the Scotty Scheffler stuff is wild, right? I mean, I think the Waste Management Open, that, that may have been his first win, and what, he has three now? Three, yep. So he, he's coming in absolutely on fire. Um, I, I definitely, I, I'm a Cam Smith guy through and through. I've loved him for a long time. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's hair, his size, uh, his swagger, something about him. But I, I did see that uh, the number one golfer in the world, it's a coveted spot. It, it is different when you are in that spot, I would assume. It's only happened one time where some Somebody has not ever been the number one golfer and has come into the Masters as the number one golfer first week. And that was a gentleman by the name of Ian Woosnam. And he won the Masters that week. Wow. 1991. Wow. So it, it, something that has kind of scared me with Scotty. Uh, Scotty's uh, three ball group, he's plus 120. He, he's a lot better than the two guys he's with. So I, I do, a, it, far be it from me to say Scotty Scheffler's not going to do well lately. I I saw that Sunday matchup with Dustin Johnson. I was like, oh, something's got to change. DJ's back, and and Scotty just controls it the entire time in that Dell event. So I, I don't hate it. The the only other one I had that I wanted to mention is uh, same same strategy. Uh, I, I'm not with the the Rory stuff, so I'm going Kepka. I think Kepka's plus 102 to beat Rory full tournament, and uh, I I just don't understand the odds. I, I really don't. I mean, I know Rory has been driving the ball well. The, the PGA Tour loves to put the clips up, him just putting it straight down the middle, but Rory's not matched up against your 35 to 40 to once. He's matched up with the top of the leaderboard, and uh, Kepka and Morikawa have proven over the last few years that they rise to the occasion in events like this. So uh, th- those are my two favorite ones. So when Rory wins, you're welcome. <laughs> I love that, actually. My other one I had was Kepka at plus 100 over Hovland. We know Hovland's special. We know he was the low am here two or three years ago, whatever it was. But I am genuinely concerned about his chipping and around the green. Um, it's, I mean, it's no secret that he is completely struggling with that right now. That's all... I mean, I was watching the interviews on Tuesday, I guess it was, and I mean, he had three or four questions just asking about a short game. He was talking about playing with Paul Casey, and it just seems like it's it's, it's just right there on everyone's mind is Victor Hovland's short game, and this course, more than any of them around, the, around the greens matters, so I'll take uh, the best major player in the world at a plus number against Victor Hovland. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I love your logic there. I mean, Hovland kind of reminds me of like uh, maybe two or three years ago with, with Cam Smith. Like, you know, he's got all the game in the world, but it's the little things that have been holding him back. And he's another guy. I'm surprised to see him in the same mix as everybody else. I figured he would be closer to 30 to one. And, and it's crazy how the odds can kind of shift your conversations around these guys. If Hovland's 30 to 35 to one, we might be talking about how good he is, how there's a bunch of insane value there, but it, it's not. He's right in the mix of all these other guys that we really like. So he, he's another one that uh, that I like Morikawa against. I think you're getting plus money there as well. Um, a, a couple guys we haven't touched on. Uh, John Rahm, the odds-on favorite to win this, as as he probably should be. I, I, any thoughts? I mean, I like John Rahm, but I mean, when you're looking at, I mean, he's obviously the favorite. What is he? 
nine to one or something. Yeah. When you're looking at how open this, we've talked about 15 guys we think can contend. I mean, you're looking at how open this course is. I just, I, I just, I mean, it's not that I don't like him. I'm not fading him in any way, shape, or form. But I just feel like there's not much value on him being the favorite at this loaded of a of a field. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Like, if you like John Rahm, I feel like your best bet would be just to wait, like to wait until he gets down, maybe, or even if it's Sunday and you got a clogged leaderboard and there's five guys, six guys that can maybe win this. And even if you're getting Rahm at that point at at two or three to one, that that may be a a better time just to wait and see. And I've always thought that was the funnest way to wager on golf. I mean, you just give yourself a better chance if you wait until Sunday and then pick somebody. Then obviously your value decreases a lot, but at least you're going to be able to have some fun and and watch it on a Sunday because, you know, we, we we made all these picks. We have all this logic behind it. We could all be out. We'd be out on Sunday. <laughs> Have nobody within five strokes. Yeah, no doubt. I actually love that theory with Rum. No doubt. I mean, even if he's five or six back going into the weekend, maybe get him at twenty-five or thirty to one. Um, at least, I mean, you know, he's going to fight for you. So yeah. yeah, and and this is a tournament too where they, they tend not to run away with it. Last year, Hideki won uh, at nine under. I believe going into the final day, I, I saw Hideki at minus two fifty, and that is obviously like they're daring you there to take Hideki even at that value. I think he had a three or four stroke lead. But there was a time where it looked like it was going to fall apart for him. So it, it, I feel like that's kind of been the story of the golf season. It seems like whoever goes to sleep with that Saturday lead has not been walking away with the trophy. So it is something to look out for with that nine under, that that being the score. That People aren't going to run away with it here, you wouldn't think. Yep, yep. I completely agree with you. Yeah. I think that about wraps it up. Any, anything else? Any master's thoughts? No, we're, I think we're in for a wide open. I mean, it's literally wide open, so uh, it should be exciting, no doubt. It's going to be fun. We got we got some older golfers that are great. The Tiger Woods storyline's great, and then also all these young guns coming up. It's going to be a great weekend. We also have opening day tomorrow. I'm excited. Let's get a Cubs victory to get us going. But uh, all right, Dustin, I appreciate you coming on, and I will talk to you soon. All righty. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. TTYL. We'll